is today message. Uh, well, here's what happened. I asked uh, Sally on Thursday, would you pray for me? Because I still don't have a message for Sunday. I normally have something started on Monday, I'm working through it. And then uh, just I just wasn't getting it. Then somebody said, well, you've written 30 books. You've got lots of topics to talk about. Well, one of those, I go, oh, no, that's not fresh. You want it fresh. So 4.30 this morning, God gives me the today message for today, which is called today. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to start out with a scripture as my foundation. Matthew 6, 34. Matthew 6, 34, it says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, or tomorrow, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So there's enough evil in every day, don't you think? Don't you think there's enough stuff happening every day? Why pile up what happened 20 years ago to today, or what's going to happen tomorrow today, because you don't even know we have tomorrow. So we're going to talk a little bit about how to live today. What it means to live in the moment. Be who you are today. Oh, I wish I was better. I wish I had, I wish I could do this better. I wish, I wish. You're wishing your todays away. Or you're saying, oh, it was better back in the good old days. And so you're stuck back there and your todays are missing. I have a friend that was a football player. And he was a really good football player in college. He's 65 years old. He still talks about his football days. He's stuck in his football days and all the awards and rewards he got. We need to live today. You know, I talked to somebody from England, and it wasn't too long ago because it was somebody who said, you know, you Americans are the only ones that put on your resume everything you've done since birth. <laughs> they write down what they're doing today. That's what really matters when you go into an interview. What are you doing right now? Not what you did 20 years ago. You probably forgot what you did 20 years ago. I know I have. We are to live right now, not who we were, not who we will be, but who we are. That's who's in front of me right now. Who you are is right in front of me. I don't have to look at you and go, oh, I wonder what you're going to become. Or, I wonder what you did in the past. No, I look at you today. What are you doing today? We are to be present in today. Enjoy those in your life today. Tomorrow isn't promised. 1 Corinthians 15.22 says this. This is very strong scripture. It says, eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you may die. <laughs> for tomorrow you may die. James 4.13.17 says this. Go to now. That say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city. We are going to continue there for a year. We're going to buy stuff. We're going to gather things. We're going to sell it again. It says, "Where as you know not what shall be tomorrow." Well, what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears appears just for a moment. You know, we're just a breath away from eternity, aren't we? A breath away. Proverbs twenty-seven one says. Boast not yourself for tomorrow. Don't go, oh, you know what? I'm just going to do that tomorrow. How many of us put off today 
because you're going to do it tomorrow. We all do it. That's procrastination. Boast not yourself, for you know not what a day may bring forth. So tomorrow, okay. I mean, let me give you an example. So yesterday morning, I woke up excited about the day. I am going to work on my message. I'm going to go and to this sale, this big sale. I'm going to watch. 8.30 last night, there was a bunch of satellites called the train satellites. They were going across the sky. You could have watched that. Uh, I was going to go watch the airplanes fly over Mather. I had plans. It got disrupted. A pounding on my door. Bam, bam, bam. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Bam. Shaking my door. I'm going, who is that? I thought Thomas having a heart attack. So I ran out, ran to the front door, and it was my neighbor. She came over screaming and hollering, my husband's trying to kill me, he's trying to take, he's doing this, he's doing that. And I, I finally let her in uh, because she had COVID, but she didn't have it now. I said, are you sure you're, you're naked? <laughs> anyway, so anyway, she comes in, what am I going to do? I had to let her in. I had to let her in so she can call. She had no phone. She couldn't find her phone. She was barefooted. She ran over from the neighbor. She's running through thistles because it's not cement, it's rocks and dirt and stickers. So she's coming over, and so I spent all day, I spent all day with her. Took all of my plans right out the window. I did manage to talk to somebody, though. I did manage, in the midst of all that turmoil, began to minister to other people. I started remembering people. I called Lacey. I called another girlfriend, another friend. I had other people on my mind because I wanted to continue ministering. I had to keep going. You know what the Lord showed me? Because I got a little ruffled. Did you ever get ruffled over other people's stuff? You know what he showed me? He gave me a really good lesson out of this. You were taking on what was my job. I was taking on, I had a fixer. I had to help the family. I had to do this. I had to go there. I had to, you know, I, I had to. That's what you're supposed to do, I thought. No, I'm supposed to is to go to God and say, today, you're in control. Today, they're yours. Today, I had to let that go. And I remember being in my bathroom. That's where I do a lot of my contemplating. Um, but I said, Lord, I just want you to be in my boat. Because you know in the, in the boat story where he calmed the wind and the season. They were like raging all around him, but he calmed them. He was in the boat. And I go, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I want to get in your boat. Don't get in my boat. My boat's messy. I want to get in your boat. So I was able to have peace then. Because that whole situation, her knocking on my door, jumping me out of my skin to figure out what's going on, left my body pretty ruffled. And, um, but yet, through it all, I had to say, God, I am not God in her life. I got caught off guard. I wasn't instant in and out of season in that moment. I have to admit, you know, we all have to learn by our mistakes. And of course, the Lord came through. He's like, Linda, I'm not concerned. I'm not nervous. I'm not shaking in my boots. So I couldn't boast about what I did. I said, hey, I know what I'm going to do today. Have you ever said that? I know what I'm going to do today. And it changes in an instant. And it's not what you do at all. So it says, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for you know not what a day may bring. Just say, Lord, thy will be done. You know how many people pray and they are specific? I want that person to do this and be there and go here and get that. And, no, we just have to say, Lord, thy will be done in their life.
know what they need, but God does. It's easier to pray that way anyway. Has anybody ever gone through a Job season? Do you know what I mean by that? Where things are going wrong all day long. You seem to get ahead and then just something happens. Another thing happens. We all have those Job days. But at the end of Job's story, you see that he came out and got twice as much as he had. And I believe that's going to happen for us if we do not give up and faint. Because we're going through some stuff sometimes and we have to say, Lord, I know this too shall pass. And I've had to say that. And that's, a, that's something we all have to learn to do. So I'm going to bring Gracie up for a moment only because I talked to her yesterday and this is something that I just want to share as everybody in a group here. She's having some health issues, some pretty strange things going on and she asked me, where am I sinning? What am I doing wrong? And I said, Gracie, it's not what you're doing wrong, it's what you're doing right. Because you're going to be persecuted for following Jesus. Amen. Period. You might as well get over it. You might have some health issues, some physical issues, some relationship issues. See, the enemy leaves people alone who aren't making a dent. I have a friend. I kid you not. I can call you. I mean, I'm great. I'm doing so good. Things are good. I go, what are you doing? Well, you know, I'm, I have a business. I'm running, and I just got married, and I have all this life stuff going on. But I go to church on Sunday morning. But I go da 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 da. She's not making a dent. You see what I'm saying? She's not making a dent for the kingdom, but she's living her life, and he's leaving her alone for the most part. Or there's a season we are being harassed on purpose for us to grow greater in Christ, to exercise our faith. If we didn't have anything to exercise, our faith would not grow. That's what the Bible says. Both are correct. It's up to you to decide what that is for you. Today is what matters. I remember saying, this is my new existence. Have you ever said, oh, I just wish this would go away. Just this, go away. Whatever this is, go away. And you pray, you pray, and it's still there. And you have to say, Lord, this is my new existence. I will adapt and move on. I will embrace and move on. doesn't mean you have to accept all the garbage that's happening. But you need to, and today, say, this is what's happening today, Lord. You're going to help me through it. Because it too shall pass if we don't give up. We all want to say, all is well. I feel good today. Everything's great. But here's what the scripture says. Those who endure to the end shall be saved. What are they enduring? Tribulations and trials and things, right? If you endure it, if you give up, it did, the devil wins. You say, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. I quit. The devil wins. So there's also in here an element of accusing. So in our day, do we look in the mirror and just go, man, you just aren't, you're not worth it. You don't have what it takes to do what it is you want to do. We are accusing ourselves today. You know what you're accusing you of? You're accusing yourself of what you did yesterday, how you were yesterday. I should have done this. I didn't do that. We're accusing ourselves. We need to stop and say, Lord, today, I, re I forgive myself. I know you've already forgiven me because I've already repented for it. I am going to stop accusing myself. That's a choice we have to make. 
Revelation 10, 12 says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now, today is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of God and the power of his Christ. Then it goes on to say this, For the accuser of the brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Every day the accuser is finding any crack in your life to come in and tell you you're worthless. To come in and use you to accuse others. James 5.9 tells us to not grudge one another. That means quit complaining and accusing others. You know the Bible says real clearly, if you judge others, you're going to be judged. That's the judging people, right? You need to just say, Lord, thy will be done in their life. That's all you can say. That's all you need to say. Don't try to figure them out. You won't. So we are to fight our spiritual battle today. We do that through 2 Corinthians 10.5. Taking every thought captive under the obedience of Christ. So we need to know the word so that we can take it captive to go, oh, that's not what the Bible says, so I'm going to go with what the Bible says. We have to cast down our imagination that exalts itself over God. Our imagination can get us into trouble. I remember at a time when I was battling in my imagination and it was really becoming a real part of my life to where it was becoming manifest in my body. One time I was um, went to the drugstore to get some vitamins, just vitamins. I brought them back, it was at lunchtime at work, and I was sitting in my car, and I looked at the top, and I go, it looks like it's been tempered with. And I began to open the bottle, and I thought to myself, I wonder if these have been laced. So my mind was imagining the worst that could happen. So guess what happens? I take a vitamin, and I went into some kind of a weird thing. I physically started getting out of it like I was drugged. And I go, wait a minute. I cast that down in the name of Jesus. And within seconds, it was gone. My, my Tom, Tom tells me, you got the most amazing imagination in the world. I can think of things and it just happens, you know. Not always good. Our imaginations are very strong. And especially with our own lives, we can make things happen in our imagination. So cast down everything that is not godly. That's what I'm trying to say. Cast it down. And the next thing you want to do to fight in your spiritual battle today is pray over your situation. Having put on the armor of God, breath, breastplate of righteousness, helmet of salvation, and all the sword of the spirit, the big garment of truth, the, the shoes of peace, all those things. In Ephesians 6.13 it says, having done all, everything you know to do, you've prayed, you've talked, you've pleaded, stand. Stand at the end. It doesn't say fall down and go to sleep. It says stand. That means believe what God has told you he's going to do. So what does the accusing have to do with today? Because it speaks of our past and of our future. 1 Peter 2 says, Wherefore, laying aside all malice, you have to do it. You have to lay aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be, you have tasted the Lord that he is good. 
laying aside, you have to make a choice to lay aside the accusing. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. We were fellowshipping earlier, a lot of people visiting, Gracie hugging people during worship. You know, that's part of the, the uh, fellowship that we do. It's fellowshipping in our love. We're walking in light with one another. Romans 2, 1 to 2 says this, and I'm pretty sure you know this passage. You are an excusable old man, whoever you judge. For the very things you judge, you do yourself. Ouch. That should give us an indicator when we're judging somebody else. We should go, wait a minute. Let me go over here for a minute and see what God says about me. You know, we were talking a little bit this morning about communion, communing with God. And Butch came up with an idea about communion being an extra, extra special situation with the person and God beyond talking. Well, I piped up and I said, well, you know, I'll go into my prayer closet and I'll, I'll talk to the Lord, I'll read the scriptures, and I'll talk to the Lord, he'll talk to me, I'll talk to the Lord, he'll talk to me, I'll talk to the Lord. Of course, I'm doing most of the talking. And I'm talking, talking, and so I'm done. I get up to leave, and I hear him say, uh, I'm not done yet. So I sit back down, and I'm quiet. Now he starts talking. He starts communing. He starts ministering to me. He starts loving me. Sometimes we're just quiet. Sometimes we're just hanging out. But I had to give him time. I had all my time taken care of, but then he wanted his time with me. That's real communion, isn't it? And then, brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, you who are more spiritual are to help restore them. So doesn't mean like so for example, I'm thinking, oh I gotta go back over next door and restore them and restore them and help them and help them. You know what the Lord's saying? I need to be restored to God. Let him help them. Now, if he uses me in that, that's great. If he wants me to speak, absolutely. But he's the one that wants to fix the situation. Finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The strength of the Lord. We were talking in Bible study today about Moses giving instructions to all these people that had to do Amazing feats like use metal and create, you know, work with stones, uh, be a carpenter. Moses wasn't those things, but God gave Moses the instructions to hand over to somebody God equipped to do those things. They became strong in the Lord. They, became, they, they were filled with the Holy Ghost to teach them what to do. I believe that's a lesson to us today. When you need something, he's going to deposit it into you to do it. When he wants you to do something, he's going to deposit it into you to do it. What he starts, he will finish. Can we believe that? Can we trust God and say, Lord, you started this in my heart. I'm going to trust you to finish it. It doesn't look like it's finished yet, but I'm going to trust you to finish it. Remember, that's that Job thing. Are we going to go through something screaming and having a fit? Or are we going to say, Lord, I trust you in the midst of my storm? So I asked God one day. Why aren't you doing something? Have you ever asked him? Why aren't you fixing this? Where are you, God? You know what he said to me? I am doing something. Doing nothing is doing something. Because he's waiting for us to be in the position for him to do what he needs to do. He's waiting on us. Of course, he's not ever doing nothing. He's always doing something. But 
That's what he told me. Doing nothing is doing something in this regard because he had to allow man to outrun himself so he could step in. Assumptions can be hazardous today. <coughs> Assumptions can cause us to accuse one another, causes us to judge one another. Assumptions is in the matter of the mind. Uh, I'm going to say something. I don't have kids in here. Butch told me this. He goes, you know what an assumption is? Ask you me. We're both off our kilter when we assume. We assume others, we're, we're, we're off our kilter. So we need to be who we are today. Not what we assume we need to be, not what we assume whatever should be, not what we think we need to be, but who we who are we today? We wake up in the morning and I say, God, this is who I am today. I'm glad I'm not what I used to be, and I know that I'm heading on to better to what I'm going to be, but right now, who I am today is what God looks at. So today, I want you to live. God wants you to live. He wants you to hope. He wants you to have joy. Enjoy where you are today. Eat it up. Chew it up. Don't go, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. No, he tells you to do it. Do it today. You may not be where you are, but thank God you aren't where you used to be. Has everybody grown? Have you all grown to some degree? I believe you have. Don't put things off to tomorrow. Live in the moment, because that's all you may have. When we're on a trip, we say, I just can't wait to get there. We're just ruining our day. Our days to get there, our todays, because we're thinking of tomorrow. Let's enjoy stopping at the gas station and having to get a, a Coke and a hot dog or whatever. Enjoy those days as you get to where you're going. Who wants to be a nurse or have a vocation? You don't just wake up one day and have it, which we would like. We have to go to school. We have to learn. So we have to occupy. So with all we have, we live today. We need to also prepare for tomorrow. We have, the Bible tells us that not to forsake our vision, because our vision keeps us alive. Okay? So we need to have vision. People perish for lack of vision. So we need to have vision. <coughs> But we're not going to live in our vision. We're going to live today preparing for the vision. If I want to be a nurse, I'm going to go to school today so I can prepare for my vision. That's what we need to do in our days. The final thoughts today. So if God lives today, shouldn't we? Do you know that in heaven there's just one day? One day in heaven. No night. Just one day. So he lives today. So can we. Jesus said, today you shall be with me in paradise. I think that's a great gift, I think, uh, that he has given to us. To say, when you die today, you will be with me in paradise. How many people think we're going to sleep, we're going to wait, we're going to be hanging around? You know, we need to remember that Jesus said himself today. Scriptures say today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is the day of salvation. Today is all we have. Live it. Be it. Allowing the work of God in it. I'm going to go back to Exodus 32, 9. It says, For Moses had said, Consecrate yourselves today to the Lord. We were talking about the Sabbath in Bible study. Jesus is Lord of the Sabbath. He consecrates every day unto him. It says there, consecrate yourselves to the Lord today. Today, harden not your heart, as Hebrews says. 
And this is what Jesus said. Luke 4.20. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll as he was reading. And it gave it back to the attendant and sat down to teach. And the eyes of all those in the synagogue were fixed on him. He began speaking to them. Today the scripture has been fulfilled. Matthew 22, 38 through 40 says that. We're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbors as we love ourselves upon the same. All the law which he was reading and the prophets which he was reading because it was fulfilled in his life. I like that. We can rely on him to fulfill and finish the work he's began. I don't have to get out there and fix my neighbor. I don't have to fix my husband. I don't have to fix my friends. I don't have to fix anything. All I need to do is say, Lord, thy will be done. And then he tells me what to do. His mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. He helped me write the message today because it's just a simple message of living now. Now, now, now tomorrow. Don't think about it. Don't even think about tomorrow, people. Think about today. So my challenge to you is this. What can you think of and do today to be at peace, but be prepared for tomorrow. What can you think of and do today, but be at peace and be prepared for tomorrow? Ephesians 6.13, Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Having done it all, you are to stand. How do you stand? You believe. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You know, we're talking about the Old Testament where they had to, you know, uh, honor the Sabbath. Well, again, trust and obey. Trust and obey. Do we keep doing the Sabbath and, and not work on a Sunday and do, or Saturday, Saturday, and all these things? No. We are, Jesus is now the Lord of the Sabbath, so we pick a day. The Bible says in the New Testament, just find a day and serve me on that day. Honor me with that day. It could be a Wednesday. I don't know. It could be any day. It says choose a day and serve me and honor me. But the truth is we are to serve and honor him every day. If we do every day, then we don't have to go, oh, I forgot Saturday. Oh, I forgot Sunday. If you honor him every day, then you're in sync with what he wants from you.